Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you, back for another episode of Roach Coach as we create this new metal canon, one album at a time. This week, a very special episode couple things happening in this app first we are talking about head pe this week their album only in america we were told over the years you got to do this record you got to do this record it's gonna make for quite an app and you might be right i believe we were dared (laughs) we were dared to do this record don't dare jenny don't dare me please don't dare me because i'll do it (laughs) you dare jenny and jenny and i took this dare and listened to this album and jenny your dedication to a dare to a bit is so extreme that when it came time to record this episode we are recording it today on your birthday (laughs) that is true that (laughs) is true happy birthday to me happy birthday to you as you spend it with us and with Jared and the members of Head PE. Um, before we dive into this app, um, yeah, happy birthday to you. How do you feel? Another year older, another year as you dive into a new, how do you feel? I feel fine. I feel like I did yesterday. So um, I don't know. I haven't started panicking about getting older yet or anything like that. We'll see if that's to come for me. Um my body kind of hurts, but I think that's from <laughs> carrying around a baby all the time. And, you know, another year wiser, leaning in, leaning into to getting older here. I feel like it's like, I think there's like a, a little bit of a cultural thing going on right now where it's like, it's okay to get older. Whereas like when I was a kid, it was like definitely not okay for women to get older as far as I could tell. I think it's a little more okay. It was not okay when women got older. I can definitely confirm that. In the past, people were furious about it. Every time a woman got older, they were like, How fucking dare you? How dare you? Actually, we're going to talk about that on this very album. (laughs) Yes, we are. Uh, I feel like, though, I'm still in my 30s, so it's not a truly getting older thing yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I think... In decades past, I might feel a little bit more trepidation about what's to come. I don't know. (laughs) That's probably not what you're looking for. I'm having a great birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch made me breakfast. Did you want to know my deep musings about aging? Anybody? You know, what? it's your day. However you want to spend it, however you want to talk about it. DM me if you want to get into (laughs) the aging talk, but you know, Uh, I'm doing fine. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, you will. You, I mean, if you're on Facebook and you're friends with Jenny, then you know it's her birthday because the Facebook wall is awash in photos of Krang and E.T., the extraterrestrial. People know you, Jenny, and they know your interests. They do, and I appreciate that. You know what, though? Let's just do it. Let's just dive into <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. There, I don't think there's any way else to do it other than just rip that bandage off. <sighs> Let's rip that bandage off. So we're doing... Go for it. (laughs) I was going to say, we're doing Only in America by Head P.E. Jenny. When did this album come out? This album was released on October 19th, 2004. Now that's come down record if I've ever heard one. 
Indeed, it is a come down record. Uh, Jenny, any history with Only in America? Uh, not with Only in America. No. How about you, Lauren? I had only heard of it, talked about in the hushed tones of Oh Dear, but had uh, never heard this record. Matt? This will be a fresh listen to my ears. Uh, you know, yeah, we should just mention that right before we hopped on the mic, Matt, you asked us, what album are we doing? And that's when we knew you had a, no idea. In a real jovial tone. Like, a, <laughs> hey, my worldview is unchanged at this moment. Everything's sunshine and rainbows. And you, know, you two basically looked at me like, hey, kid, buckle up. <laughs> Shit about to get real. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> So I don't think we've ever done this before, but I do think it's worth saying if you uh, don't want to hear very (laughs) blatant homophobia or explicit descriptions of sexual violence. uh, Might want to give this one a skip. You might want to skip this one. I think this is the first time we've said or done anything like this on the podcast. And I but I, I don't really see a way around it. It's yeah. Oh my is right. Yeah. It's um this is uh Jenny you and I have been texting about this album for the past couple of weeks and uh, most of our texts are oh, wow with <laughs> 10 Os and 11 Ws. Uh this uh yeah, this record. Yeah. So yeah, this is yeah, I think probably the only <laughs> I mean, I, if there's another album we have to do that also requires a trigger warning of some kind. I mean, we didn't even do trigger warnings when we did ICP. Like, there's... Um, yeah, so this record, 2004. This is, according to Wikipedia, the brash and offensive lyrical content was an intentional backlash against the more commercial and radio-friendly sound of the previous Head PE album, Blackout, which Jared said was the product of Jive Records trying to shape the band into a mainstream act and shift its sound away from its punk rock roots. Jenny, we're kind of all over the place already here, but who's in head PE on this album? On this album, we have Jared on vocals, Mock on bass, uh, Jackson on guitar, and Moak on drums, and DJ Product, copyright 1969, on turntables, I believe this is our first album with Moke. Yes, it is. Yes. And Mm -hmm. is it also the first one with Jackson as well? Yeah, I believe it is the first album. Yeah, yeah. So we got some new new boys here. New boys here. Um, the um, according to the mus- uh, to the reviews, was it the music? <laughs> according to the reviews of the music, this album incorporates hip hop, hardcore punk, and heavy metal. And um, Johnny Loftus wrote in his review that it is a thrash hop spew, taking cues from Anthrax, Corn, Dirty South, pre-acting Career Ice T, and the uncompromising Psychopathic Records Collective. This is the uh, first album on Koch Records. Uh, they were not on Jive anymore. They were on Koch. And Koch Records is always a label that I remember being uh, derisively thought of in the mid-2000s as the where rappers would go after their their last record went wood, as they like to say. You'd always go to the Koch Records graveyard. But at the same time, it gives you a chance to make another record and make it on your own terms. Johnny, producer on this record. We've got Jared and Sean E., 
So Jared is running, running the board. He's calling the shots. Jenny, genre tags? Genre tags, we have new metal, rap metal, and punk rock. Oh. New metal, front and center. I have a physical copy of this album. Sure. So much. Of course you do. Did I, I, you know, when we got the dare and Jenny's like, we're going to record this in the day of my birth. I'm like, I might as well get a physical copy of this record. And um, I had to go to halfpricedbooks.com to get this. Cost me nine dollars and forty six cents. Um, That's a reasonable deal. That seems like a deal. solid used CD price from the nineties. Yeah. And uh, the album art here, we've got basically a spray painted American flag um, with a picture of a or a spray painting of a TV with a big star on it. Photos inside of the band looking... Jenny, how would you describe the look of the band in this era? It's like... They're dressed like cartoon children. (laughs) Like, their clothes are so big that it's not even like, oh, this is like a style anymore. It looks like... It looks like kids that put on, like, their dad's shirt. (laughs) But they're, like, in trouble. (laughs) Detention in their dad's shirt, maybe, is how I'd describe it. That's a good way to put it. I would definitely agree with that. The other thing that's interesting, there's one member of the band, I don't know who does what, um, but he has uh, a CD Walkman in all the photos and is clutching it close. And in one, everyone else is looking at the camera looking menacing, and he's looking at it. At first... you know, show where we are in 2021. At first, I thought he was checking his phone. And I'm like, there's no way. It's 2004. He doesn't have a smartphone. And uh, and then I realized, yeah, he's fiddling with it, probably applying the bass boost. <laughs> you know, I'm taking a look at some of these pictures of head PE here. And the only thing that's in my head is this looks like the cast of the cartoon Recess. <laughs> Matt, mm. that's an incredible got him. Um <laughs> You you have hit the nail on the head. I'm not familiar with recess, but I'm I know what it is. And um, indeed, five more minutes on the slide, boys, and then you got to head on in for some misogyny. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, an incredible look um, for the guys. I guess we should just dive in to this record. Is there anything else, Jenny? We want to add before we start listening to these songs. I don't think there's anything else we could add. <laughs> we <think> really <laughs> seem to be uh, pulling taffy here not to get into this. All right. Let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. The first track on Only in America foreplay. Of course. You are now about to witness the power of hardcore. Welcome to the pit, motherfucker. Yeah, bitches, guess who's back? Get the kids out the womb right now. Gonna get real dirty and shit. Okay? Motherfucking, this is grown folks' business. Let's get high. Let's get fucked. This right here gets you warmed up for the motherfucking album. Let you know it's coming. This is like foreplay for you bitches. 
<laughs> Matt, you didn't even get to the part where they talk about how you got to play with the pussy. Well, I, dude, as a pussy player, you know. <laughs> oh, you don't need any instructions. I don't need got no it. instructions. Uh, um, let me tell you, I had written this note later on, but um, Jenny, there's a show. You're a huge fan of it. I've recently just gotten into it. Uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yes. Great show. And there's a bit, and it's an internet meme of where they talk to famed horror writer Garth Marenghi, and he says, "I know writers that use subtext, and they're all cowards." And that is <laughs> jarred on this album. <laughs> yes, it's all text. It's all text. And and someone had said before, like, how many new metal albums are we doing that are you know steeped in subtext? Anyway, be that as it may. Never has that been more true than this album. Um, literally called Foreplay. He explains what Foreplay is. And then, to my shock and dismay, starts talking to me. I mean, to me. I mean, it's to me. There's no other way to put it. It's a very personal listening experience every single time. True. Um, on how you properly play with the pussy. And Wow. I was like, all well, right. 16-year-old me would have been taking copious notes. Oh, yes. Jenny... Thoughts on foreplay? <laughs> I will say the first listen I did of this, I was on a light, we'll call it a light run through my neighborhood, and I yelled, woohoo, whoa, <laughs> and I immediately slowed down to a walk to safely text Lauren, have you started listening yet? <laughs> Just wondering. Uh, I will say this. Uh, it does, it professes several times in the song to be like, this is what you're getting into and it's not lying. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. I don't know what to say. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I can say this is us. This is the first song of many songs in which, um, he uses the, I'm not going to repeat it, but the uh, derogatory term for gay people starts with an F. Let's call it the other F word. Um, and I was like, oh, like that popped in at the very end. And I said, oh, that's happening here too? Oh, boy. Yeah. I think that happens in every single song at least one time. I think you might be right. Songmeanings.com. Uh, not many comments, but the ones you get, a lot of jewels. Seedless Tom said, yeah, I think I get a boner when I listen to this. Is that bad? Hell yeah. <laughs> and um, X-Jolt commented and said, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> X-Jolt's got no time for boners. He's like, listen, this ain't this ain't for boners. Um, this is Matt, for how, taking copious notes. <laughs> Matt, how are you feeling? Um, this stage is being set. Guys, I'm pro foreplay. That is a strong okay. Matt Noss brand. <laughs> Uh, we all know yeah <laughs> so uh, and that is matt noss is hot on foreplay when i first uh met you matt i remember someone pulled me aside listen matt's all about warming up the oven and i was like oh word and they were like yeah <laughs> okay preheating preheat this might be a guy who doesn't know when foreplay ends um yeah. no uh, i'm ready i mean you know what you're going to get. If that's your warm-up, you're about to get fucking raw-dogged, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I think it kind of, you know, just melted so naturally into the background. But that young woman is saying, yeah, daddy, I was born to ride. If I suck your dick, can I put it? Will you put it inside me or something like that? Oh, yeah. That that is exactly how. So if I suck uh, your dick, will you put it inside me? Ah, uh, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is another version of inside of her. Because I would say in her mouth is also inside of her. Come on, guys. Four. It's play. true. It's true. Four play. Mm-hmm. So which I mean, when asked that question, and like, who else do you want to hear talk about dick sucking than three parents? Just. <laughs> I don't know. Um. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay. Up next, we've got Represent. Let's get this shit started. Yeah, where my dogs at? Get your drinks up, your joints up. Ladies, pull your tits out. Come on. Guys, has anyone ever given less of a fuck than Jared right now? No. no. I don't know. I don't know. I, he wants you to think he doesn't give a fuck. Oh, Jenny. 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 <laughs> I mean, it sounds like he cares an awful lot. Is this a case of the empty cage rattling the loudest? Where somebody I don't know who what actually- that means, but... Well, yeah, somebody who, the empty cage rattling the loudest is somebody who doesn't have something, but they claim they do. It's the guy who's just like, I have sex all the time. I I have so much sex, it's ridiculous. But it's like, no, no, they don't. don't. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about anything. Nobody can fucking tell me shit. And it's like, hey, man, what's going on with you? You can back off me, man. It's like, everything seems to bother you, bro. That is the vibe. That's Empty Cage rattling the loudest. That is definitely the vibe of this song and largely this album. Um, I mean, we do have on record, though, that Jard was feeling restrained on Blackout, that he was made to make a pop record that he did not agree with, compromise his artistic values in order to make a what he felt ultimately to be a subpar product that did not even have the desired effect on the marketplace. Then freed from those restraints, he decided, I'm going to double down. I'm going to get to say all the things I didn't get to say. Those things are all the F words in the world. (laughs) Um, uh, Describing, I mean, what I can only say is that um, he is rolling a joint and smoking it while having sex. That is what I believe beef inject to this hoe means. I correct. took that to mean that 
the same thing. Yes, I think you're correct. Okay. What is this turn of phrase again? <laughs> to beef inject this hoe. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Matt. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, in this case, instead of it being a hog, <laughs> it is certified beef. It's beef, 100% beef. That's correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. we are beef injecting this hoe. That yes. is that is correct. To the best of our knowledge, Matt, yes, that is correct. Three yeah. parents. Um, mm-hmm. um, there is a moment, Matt, but I don't know what you're thinking, though. This seems pretty cut and dry, sex, drugs, rock and roll, baby. But there is also, and I know you appreciate this, Jenny, because you are a big history buff. Yes, um, yes. The history lesson. Matt, if you want to go over to uh, 239, well, a little bit of a Jared, history teacher. Oh, 239, here we go. Cause the youth gotta hear this. The FCC, the corporate faggots fear this. But this time I will not be silent. I cloak myself in the flag in the First Amendment. JFK, Malcolm X meant it. When John Hancock said it, he meant it. Abe Lincoln, Bob Marley meant that shit. And my dogs represent that shit. But you don't hear me no! Yes. So... That sent me the first time I heard it. I almost just threw my phone as far as I could, just like a gleeful toss, because what else do I need to hear for the rest of my life? All of it was funny, but the John Hancock really sent me. Uh, When he signed it, he meant it. All right. John Hancock, he doesn't half-ass a signature, bro. No. He hired somebody to make it the most elaborate one possible. Because he knew I King like the- George was like hard of sight. That's right, baby. That's exactly what we're talking about here. I mean, also, to make that wonderful jump from Abe Lincoln to Bob Marley. <sighs> they meant it. They meant it. Those yeah. guys meant it. I mean, it does end at the end with some don't let these motherfuckers brainwash you. They lie in the truth. So also, do not be a sheeple. Jared has not given up on that, and um, I just do. I just really do like though that 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 we are all over the map on this song, JFK, Malcolm X, John Hancock, and yet at the same time, one hundred percent beef injections, and at the top, we are instructed: get your drinks up, your joints out, and ladies, pull your tits out. So, if you are listening to the song in the proper capacity as instructed, when that line happens. Your tits have been out for two and a half minutes. Wow. (laughs) Just getting some air. You know what? I will have to say, seems Jared's following the mystery method. (laughs) This is a very, this is a very confident peacock we got going on here. Matt, is this, is this a, the song version of, did you see the fight outside? (laughs) It does explain the clothes as well if we're following the mystery method. It does. It does. Um, This song was the first single and only single from the album. It had a music video. Jenny, um, honestly, this video I thought would go harder. Yeah, it was very much just like forgettable, boring. Yeah, just the band performing in various rundown spaces, some lyrics accentuated with freeze frame and comic bookish fonts behind it. Nothing great, nothing terrible. If anything, I felt the budget more than anything else watching it. Then I was like, they didn't have a lot of money for this one. 
Yeah, I mean, the one thing that did really take me, though, is that the lyrics and the vocals are so front-focused, so front-of-the-mix, and so abrasive all the time that even on my third listen, I was really still not really noticing the music that much. Like, the lyrics and the vocals overshadow everything instrumentally. Jenny, thoughts on that? Yeah, I think also, like, it's... I hadn't thought about it that being this being the result of the way it was produced more so like the content, but I almost couldn't tell you even a little bit musically what this album sounds like because the vocals and the lyrics just sent me so much. Um, but now that you mention it, good point. Yeah. It was just every time I was just like, is this, activating a pit i don't know because i mean like i guess it has got some crunch but i'm never the crunch is overshadowed by you know hot beef injections you know like that's gonna you could be spending all this time on that guitar tone you got all your pedals out and then jar walks in there and he's like i'm gonna you know hot beef inject this hoe and you're like why did i spend all this time on this hmm could just giving you something off the rack Talking about racks. Pop racks. Pants. Ah! All right. Um, I mean, also, by the way, song titles. Um, he really nailed it with maybe every single song title on this album, Jenny. Not to get yes, ahead of ourselves. That is true. Well, let's do it. All right. Up next, we've got The Truth. Yes. Yes. Pit is activated. Reluctant pit Reluctant pit. All right, I'm pulling it down. I'm pulling it down. Yeah, I guess it would activate a pit just because it's a hardcore, you know, riff. It would it would get a circle pit going, but then the stops are a little interesting. Like it wouldn't activate, but if the if the pit was happening, it would be popping even more. Yeah, I mean, this one definitely has. I mean. Jared said he wanted to do something punk rock. I definitely felt it here. Telling corporate motherfuckers to suck a dick. Perfect. He's an anti-motherfucking social independent. I could definitely see what he was talking about here. Jenny, what'd you think about the truth? I mean, I thought the riff was cool. I definitely think something that doesn't really 
exists so much now that was like very very prevalent in 2004 was this whole like sell out this notion of like selling out and like being true punk rock or like true metal whatever um so it felt pretty dated in that way but <laughs> i mean it was a little bit of a break it felt like <laughs> i don't know well, I was very thrown off because telling the truth, I felt like I was going to be getting another history lesson. Like I felt like I was heading straight into like globalization, the uh, destroy all brutes aspect. Like I was expecting something like that. Instead, it's like the record industry sucks and your band is posers. Yes. <laughs> Tell the children the truth. <laughs> Strong your, start. Your band is shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 What what a truth. Like, Dad, what's the truth? What do I need to know about how the world operates? These are some motherfucking <laughs> posers, son. That's the truth. Blink 182's not really punk, son. Not really punk. Green Day's not real punk. <laughs> no. I've been lied to. I did wrote that this also has uh there's a line in here about you are not what you own, which you know, once again sounds like someone else watched Fight Club twenty eight times, if you know what I'm saying. I also, you know, I listened to this album three times in fairly rapid succession, which I do not recommend. And so on this listen, my third listen, I was, uh, I, I did write my notes that this album is a bit of a bludgeon, um, a bit like getting hit over the head. And I stand by that. It is a bit of a bludgeon. Any other thoughts on the truth? Um, Jenny, are you going to be explaining the concept of posers and and uh, and selling out to, to little Sophie? Or are you going to oh, wait? Yeah, that started in the womb. Mm. <laughs> I'd play something and be like, kick once if these are posers, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> we're getting her ready early. Of course, the ultimate reveal is going to be when she finds out what a poser I am. <laughs> that's that's going to be her major disillusionment. I should have kicked more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get kick of your own, Jenny. Like, what yeah. was that for? And she's like, I only kick posers, mom. I should have like, never stopped. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When she realizes her mom's a person, it's gonna be like, my oh. mom's a poser. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jarhead was right. Uh, <laughs> oh. oh, the ultimate truth, right? That's heavy. That's heavy. All right, let's let's keep going. Uh, next, we got wake up. Man, if he doesn't light up a blunt first thing in the morning. There it is.
parking lot pussy. Oh, wow. We get a lot with this one. For, for one, it's this weird mix of uh, what reminds me of a very 2004 or early 2000s thing of sounding a little bit like Eminem, a little bit like ICP, but then rolling into these wake up motherfucker, die motherfucker chorus, unrestrained aggression. You really do feel that no one was saying no to Jared. No one could tell him no. He said, I'm doing what I want with this record. And I believe it 100% of the way. I feel this is unfiltered. Unfiltered. We're getting we're getting exactly what he wanted. Jenny, what'd you think of Wake Up? I definitely agree. This was like the very early 2000s, like Detroit rap situation that we're getting here. Um, this also had another very early 2000s thing that I thought was interesting, which is like everybody, like weird weird people talking about like 9-11 and like fighting al-qaeda and stuff and like later in this song we get into some like some shit talking about like iraq um talking about al-qaeda kind of like mishmashing everything together in the confusing way that it was mismatched together at that time but I had to rewind this because I didn't know if I heard it correctly but he says if I had the power I'd bring back the twin towers myself and that's just such a it's just such it's so strangely placed in here like I, I we'll get there but like he definitely talks about like going after al-qaeda a lot but it's like mixed in with this being like i'm gonna like jerk off and like <laughs> rinse my cum down the drain <laughs> like that <laughs> it's just all like this the like the sentiment when i said it out of the context of the song like if i had the power i'd bring back the twin towers myself sounds like yeah you know that that was like a really fucked up thing a lot of people died and that was like really whatever but like in the context of the song it's just like wait what the fuck and he brings up that uh the businessman who was like in Iraq, who was like beheaded. Uh, it's just like a lot. And it's just the most like early 2000s male aggression, like soup. I don't know. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, it is this weird jump between all these various things. I mean, and the other thing is that all of the Al-Qaeda 9-11 stuff is all buried in the back half of the song. So it does indeed start with smoking a joint jerking off in the shower and then honestly one of the strangest lines on this album uh beat off in the shower then dispose of all the evidence you mean just continue to run the shower like <laughs> what are you doing no that i'm disposing of all the evidence i'm um, even more confused right. now matt the way you just said that i don't know what that means no Where? you know the evidence <laughs> It's like a crime scene. You know what? When, oh, when, when this beef injector starts spitting. All right. All right. Next uh, song. Let's let let's let's keep it going. All right. Up next, we've got war. Let's make war. <laughs> Some shredding. Here we go. Here we go. 
Number one, okay. can we just yeah, say Matt. how much in the greens we are? Just three nonstop pot smokers over here, just for oh in it all the time. When he said, I smoke the best pot in town, my first thought was me too. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? If you're smoking not the best weed in town, you need to go and find it. You know I'm Which... blowing that herb. <laughs> Oh, Matt, mm-hmm. I know that you are just, you got nothing but bowls. Oh, yeah. And you're just, My and you're glass just smoking is them top up. notch. There it is. Jenny, I know that it's nothing but the greenest of green. Oh, the, what about you? The, the stickiest, stickiest of the icky. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love just getting blown out. Dude, dropping some. Sort of watching my kid. <laughs> Just dropping some nugs, blowing them out. You know, I truly believe that, you know, people can consume cannabis products and be very responsible parents, but I personally choose not to do that. I just... Know my limitations. I don't. And I do know them, but I just surpass them. (laughs) I'm just... Constantly zoinked, you know. Oh boy, let me <laughs> wait, tell you. I'll wait a minute, it. that was a turn I wasn't expecting. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, if you get if you get Jenny on the wrong day and you send her a text and she'll just send you like the letter A forty seven times. She's <laughs> like, oh snap, are you zoinked right now? And then she'll just send you back a picture of a little animated creature going zoink, and I'm like, there it is. There it is. Yeah, she's in the zone. Jenny's this song. Zoinked. This, this song. This song is so funny. This is why people hate Americans. <laughs> Everything about the song. This is the song where Jared uh, invites, I believe, Al Qaeda. Says, "You want to take this outside?" Um, yes. Mm-hmm. He does. Take it outside. <laughs> like, Can we take it outside? I don't know, bud. Jared, you think? Uh, I don't know, man. I believe that he believes. That he's like, this is America. We're going to kick your fucking ass. And I would assume, I I think that we have found ample evidence in the past that Jared's view of women and humanity and the world has evolved greatly over the past 20-ish years. But at this time, I believe that he thinks (laughs) that he could He's going to like, I don't know, kick Al Qaeda's ass. Like, truly fucking deranged shit. What was really weird for this song, too, is that it plays like a parody, but like, there's a, there's a vibe to this that I feel like it's, it's so broad. Like, it's so wild that I'm an American thing feels, it feels like a parody. It feels like making fun of like, we're going to put a boot in your ass and all that type of stuff. But, it's of a piece with the rest of this album that is not a parody, so I can only take it at face value. I'm not allowed to view it as any sort of, like, abstract, you know, like, we're kidding. Because, like, nothing else in this album would indicate that they are. He's already said, I do whatever the fuck I want in every other song, so why would this change with this? But at the same time, I mean, it is, like... You couldn't write a parody better than we run this shit, you're all gay bitch, we've got guns and shit, you're all lame bitch. Like that would you'd say you if you did that as like a parody of rah rah all this stuff this era, someone would be like two on the nose, Lauren. 
dial it back. And I'm like, well, I'm just quoting, just quoting my man, Jared. <laughs> so, and uh, we should also mention during the time period in which Jenny and I were listening to this album, uh, Jared posted on his Facebook that he is the proud papa of a baby girl Aww. that was just born. So true cognitive dissonance of listening to this album and then seeing him become girl dad. Um, very, uh, this thing's a real trip. Um, and uh, com, a very interesting mix of some people who hate this album and some people who love this album. Um, Disgorge says, I love their new album, but this song is kind of lame. The lyrics aren't all that great and the message is distorted. Are we fighting USA or another nation? Seems like the typical anarchy song at first, but then kind of goes off on other things too. Pretty good album, bad song. And um, Inky said, I'm disappointed in this album. I was hoping for it to be better. I love their darker stuff. This punk phase has got to go. But then B12 says, you guys can say whatever you want. My favorite albums are and always will be Only in America and Head P.E., the self-titled. And Almighty Kingdom said, fake head fans commenting on here. Every album is awesome. They experiment with every CD so you don't get the same bullshit. Kudos to Head P.E. And um, I like the idea of listening to the song and saying, kudos. (laughs) I like the idea of listening to this song and being like i'm disappointed in you (laughs) (laughs) we had a lot of good reactions out of song meanings with this one all right up next we've got the box the most powerful and feared man in the music business yeah what's up zach kind of like it is for once Read between the lines for once. Listen. The industry is dumbing down the nation. They dump up the youth, so plug up your ears. While phony punk bands cry about relationships, we forget our roots and run on patriotic fears. I was so weak, I let them roll all over me. But now I'm fighting just to get back my name. Yeah, I was so fucking weak, but now I'm so fucking Yeah, man. By the way, did y'all hear me in the last couple of songs? We did oh, special scratches. We you did, did special scratch. Yeah, special you did, scratch. You did so good. I you also sound so mildly like Towley. Well, <laughs> we can't know. all be great voices. <laughs> Look, you know, I I sound. I've been told I sound like Daria. You know. All Sometimes. right. Yeah. Here we go. We all sound like someone else. We but all you're, sound like you're special. You're, you're I special. I am clearly special scratch and not the South Park character, Dowling. Uh, you're special scratch to us always and forever. Thank you. You're welcome, special scratch. Bye. Um, bye. bye. <laughs> uh, this is a song where, once again, I see Mr. Garth Marenghi in my head, letting me know that subtext is for cowards. Don't box me in. I'm out the box. Couldn't said it better. Uh, the other vibe with this song is, um, Mom, can I get Rage Against the Machine? No, we have Rage Against the Machine at home. 
so I have a question for you, and and yeah. I'm sorry if I cut you off before you started there, Jenny. But like, as a fan of head PE, or as a figurative fan, or the the fan of head PE up until this point, and this record coming out, is this what I want to hear? Meaning, like, this is a lot of songs about your shitty record deal. Like, I was expecting, you know, like, I don't know. I Hopefully I'm, I can add some clarity to it. Do I give a shit that you had a bad record deal? Right. Do I give a shit that the labels forced you to make a record you didn't want to make? Do I want to hear that? As a fan of any fucking band, take Head P.E. out of it. If whatever your favorite band is, put out a record that they didn't like, and their next record is chronicling the bad decisions of that record. You know, maybe there's a famous rapper who just constantly goes back to this. Maybe he's like his name is like an M and an M. And he continually keeps referencing a bad record he made to the point that you're like, shut the fuck up about the bad record and please just focus on making a good one. Maybe that type of thing where it's like, I don't need it chronicalized for me anymore. Just do the shit we like. I agree with you. I also remember at this time there being this like very pervasive like story about and like backlash against like the industry and it's almost like that was a brand and a topic of its own. Mm. Like what was it? Was it we talked about it on the show, but it was like someone like destroying a record store and like a video or something oh, y'all want a single y'all want a single right yes 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 i remember there being a lot of shit like that at this time so i personally know don't really care and i don't want to hear it but i feel like at the time that was like something that was happening quite a bit like this yeah. damn the man like whatever the industry sellout shit but i don't know maybe that's like revisionist history no i think you're right but i think it is also something that differentiates the hardcores from the casuals because from what i can tell if you're a hardcore head pe if you're a hardcore eminem you want to hear about that. If you're a casual, if you're somebody who's coming in and you're like, this again? We're still talking about this? It's going to be, you're, you're, you're out. But the hardcores are like, yeah, air out that shit, M. Air out that shit, Jard. And the thing is, is it hasn't really gone away because, and I hate to bring this up, Taylor Swift has convinced her entire dedicated fan base to rebuy re-recorded versions of her albums because she couldn't figure out a way to get her masters from scooter Braun. how is how is that there how is that anything that has to do with the listener how is that how is and and they bought it these there i haven't seen a single fan say um i love those original songs you're making me listen to re-recorded versions everyone's like hyped yeah absolutely give me those songs that i love that made me a fan for life fuck that shit give me the new versions i cannot imagine jay-z coming to me saying you know what 
blueprint the blueprint again i'm doing the blueprint over again i'm wrapping it again now at 50 years old and i want you to never listen to the old blueprint i beg your fucking pardon <laughs> how's that my fault how's that on me wow i am i i think this, this does touch a I, fucking nerve though i think G- right jenny is right in that aspect of of a time period like it's what you said about the Garth Marenghi. There is no subtext; it is all text. So it is truly his feelings of the industry and what's going on right now. And the problem of that is, in two thousand four, the the bigger thing to push against was the industry and the people telling you what not to say. Like that was the thing to do is to push back against that because you see that in that media at large but because there's no nuance to it here we are in 2021 listening to it and being like yeah it's hard for me to have the same ire whereas if there was an ounce of fucking mystique to this a notion of subtext a you know it's the viper versus the executive it's the you know whatever story structure evil you want to make it you know, it's like why some things are timeless and some things are dated. When you hear like, fuck you posers, there isn't, there is people who will still say that in 2021, but I would say the sentiment is so, because media is so whatever, that you can find whatever the fuck you want very easily and find the people who love it very easily. So there isn't any like, there's not as much because media isn't the same. And that's my point. I guess media changes over time, so... Although this was a trope of the time, if it's hard for me to get my heart into it, hearing it later. Whereas if Jared, Jared, excuse me, Jared would have told a story about something, moreover than fuck the industry, I I think it would be more relevant or relevant now than just these blatant fuck the industry. You know, they want to keep me in a box. I'm unboxable. <laughs> Like, you cannot be boxed. You cannot ship me. You cannot two-day ship me. I cannot be boxed. But it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I Like, I'm unboxable. I'm so unboxable. I'm telling you I'm unboxable. Like, no. That, no. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing is that now people are so much less beholden to mm-hmm. any of this. And I know that you have very strong feelings about the Taylor Swift thing, Lauren, and I'm not a big Taylor Swift person necessarily, but I do think there's something about saying like there are these super confusing and fucked up legal notions around who owns a song and in what ways and being less being less beholden even to that, I think ultimately is a good thing for artists and people who support them but i understand that i hear what you're saying i don't know if i fully disagree with you and i think it's really good that we got into this larger discussion about art and industry and selling out and holding back um and now the next song on this record oh, <laughs> is no. a perfect, a perfect, perfect transition. Up next, we got the CBC. I want you to spread your legs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fucking kiss. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, wow. Here's the truth. This, I would rather yeah. hear ten of those than another the industry fuck me song. There we go. Wow. There you have it. Um, and then there's a, there are about ten more songs on the record, so they might not disappoint. Uh Jenny, why don't we start with you? Oh, okay. I think we talked about this song a little bit. You and I texted about it a bit, and mm-hmm. I said, at least he uh, <laughs> wants her to come, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Very focused on I that mean, bitch come. I mean, this is a <laughs> very bad song. Um, <laughs> wrong approach. Definitely, uh, I would love to say of the time, but not. Uh, it's of the world. The idea that like the person you're having sex with coming being more about you than it is about them. You know, I think that in this song, Jared wants her to come so you can be like, yeah, I made that bitch come. Not because it's like, yeah, I did like listen to what this person wanted and they came. Because we communicated. Yeah, you know? this isn't, yeah, this isn't a song about That wouldn't uh, be as good a song, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, communicate, bitch, communicate. Could be what CBC was about, <laughs> but you're playing, Jared. <laughs> Tell me what bad, you need. But... I will be gentle or I'll be firm. <laughs> Whatever you need, I'll, I'll curl your perm. I don't yeah. know, guys. I'm working. Should, you know? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to pressure. kick shame. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to kick shame. You need me to be a horse? I'll put on a st- I'll put on a stirrup. You'll ride me around. I mean, Matt, just to give you an idea of what this song is like, um, at 153 is the part called the destroy the pussy section. You gotta destroy that. Um, pu- things I know about you, pussy, you gotta destroy it. <laughs> you gotta. And um, <laughs> Jenny, um, Jenny just was like, I'm gonna say something. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, I just want to say, as a person who very recently gave birth, the idea that Jared could destroy a pussy, <laughs> presumably with his dick, is laughable. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> chef's chaos. Oh, man. Uh, I love the idea of just you just, I mean, I love the idea of, you know, Jenny, you're an executive at Koch and Jared submits the record and you're like, you heard a childbirth, Jared? <laughs> I got something to tell you, bud. I got to tell you something about destroying the pussy, all right? <laughs> you want to talk for real right now. Um, This is, I believe... Though this is the this is the first song where he uh, makes a rape reference, which made my head fall off my body, and I had to go collect it and put it back on. Um, oh no! Which because at that point I was just like, man, come on, what are we doing here? Because um, that's also the one where he's talking about all the different places that he would have sex with you. He says, "I don't give the fuck if it's in the back of a bus or up in the bed. The back of your head will get fed." Um, aye, aye, aye. yeah, but then it's, yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, yeah, 
I take you on a drive-by, fuck front, front back, fuck side to side. Eyes roll back when I break your spine. Yeah. I just... Hey, if the beat is right, she'll fuck all night. Right, Charlie? <laughs> so this one, a true shocker, but once again, pretty pretty clear. Songmeanings.com, once again, people are... Once again, being much more eloquent about these albums and these songs than I would expect. Listener Dutch Oven. (laughs) Coming through. Said, if you were to just read the lyrics, it'd look like a rap song. All this new album is about banging hoes, drugs, and being punk. Definitely not their best work. Wow, calling them to the carpet. But then someone else said that these lyrics are sleazy and Broke will always be their best album. And then uh, that person's name, I'm sorry, I don't know how I'm overlooking this username here, CIA420 <laughs> said that. <laughs> and uh, and then Silver Crow said, CIA420, have you ever, have you even listened to Broke? Because I'm pretty sure I'm going to come into your house, make love to your spouse, fuck her in the mouth, and then I'm out. Isn't sleaze free? I love all Head P.E.'s albums, but I love Only in America because it's Head P.E. with no restrictions. On this album, the record company wasn't pressuring them and telling them how they should sound and what they should write about. But then Hybrid Sinister said, Aw, so lame and yet so useless. They're doing Clockwork Orange on Only in America. Which also strikes me as a bit of an indictment of Clockwork Orange. (laughs) So, but listen, we don't have time to talk about the oeuvre of Stanley Kubrick today. Because we're talking about (laughs) Jared. That's true. We have to, we got to pick and choose. Pick and choose. That's right. right. (laughs) Up next, we got Voices. Tells me to grab this pen and write it down. That very same voice tells me to grab the joint and write it now. There must be something in these trees that keeps me sane because I got these tendencies to put a bullet in your brain. Suicidal tendencies to grab a razor blade and chop a line as long as Tylen and inject it in my brain. And it wasn't even Yayo, it was Crystal Drano. Fuck Nancy Rayo, don't just say no. Just say yes and go have sex on 10 hits of X. Let 10 guys come on your chest, just make sure I'm next. I had my AIDS test and I think I passed. Now go in the room, bitch. And clean up a mess Give us what we want I want to violate you Won't you wake up My friend please let me rape you I hate you I'll break you I want you broken in half Now when I said 10 more songs What I was really <laughs> saying is Maybe just that one was enough. Hey, Matt, right now, I bet you're you're just craving a song complaining about those damn suits. Huh? Aren't you? Oh, tell me about the this fucking real... industry again. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those ones where you're like, all right, enough about the industry. And then he's like, um, we're going to have 10 dudes jizzing. It's like, okay, I'm sorry. Talk more about your bad label. I'm sorry. <laughs> Talk more about the industry. This song is um, abhorrent. And yet... It also has, if I'm not incorrect, Jenny, a dedication to his mother at the end of the song. I think you're right. Yeah. Dear mom, I can't wait to see you. I don't know. This is all over the place. A little confusing. Yeah. I I don't know what to do with my friend, please let me rape you okay like every time i started to like give thought 
to this, I was like, stop right now. <laughs> there was no thought given to this record or these lyrics. Like something inside tells me to grab this pen and write it down. Like you should have stopped. <laughs> you should have stopped. But it, it's just dumb, you know? Like, I feel like he was just saying words and not thinking about them in any way. And so why am I thinking about them? You know, it it really seems clear that is like anything that he said. It, it, I I do really feel like he was saying these things and people going, oh, no, don't see that. And he's like, then it's definitely going in. Anytime somebody was like, ooh, too much, he's like, then it's going in the album. Like, anytime anybody told him no, he's like, it's going in. You know, I don't care. I'm not even, not even thinking about it. I'm just flowing and saying awful stuff. And that's that's how I feel because I'm so lit up. He's so mad. The fury is so – I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, making a record, it's not like you make a record in like a day and a half. It takes a little bit of time. And the idea that he was able to maintain this level of ongoing – frustration and anger track after track without ever giving up clearly this dude was mad i mean i think i think we're living in how mad can people be if someone tells them not to say something like Mm, yeah i mean the world is like forever you tell anybody that they can't say something like what yes i can first amendment (laughs) (laughs) so this is just like i don't know Perhaps prophetic, prophetic vibes. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's really something. Um, he does also mention at the end, right before he does dedicate the song to his mother, that he's fat, skinny, short, and tall. I think I fucked them all. Um, which is, I believe, all body types. <laughs> yep. So. Yep. As far as know. we can tell, that's yeah. all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the rape line inexcusable really took me like honestly every single time i was just like how much more like every single time i was just like ah ugh, why did we have to do that which is unfortunate but i guess we should just keep on rolling why not up next we've got raise hell trying to stay hard when everything's going soft again if you think it's too loud bitch get the fuck out if you want to slow down bitch get the fuck out if your ass ain't with me bitch get the fuck out like get the fuck out bitch get the fuck out we raise hell bitch we raise hell bitch we raise hell bitch motherfucking hell bitch we don't give a fuck we don't give a fuck so all you pussy motherfuckers shut the If you think it's too loud, bitch, get the fuck out. If you want to slow down, bitch, get the fuck out. If your ass ain't with me, bitch, get the fuck out. 
Because these guys, they race hell, bitch. Mm-hmm. They race yeah. some hell, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenny, thoughts on race hell? Was the top of the song like a crazy train rip? Feels like it. Interpolation, like at least. Oh, yeah. It definitely sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, that was as far as my thought process got with this. <laughs> Just like, got it. Got it. But I'm much more on board with this song mm-hmm. than most of the ones that we've heard before. Like, it's anthemic. I mean, sure, yes, we could we could get lost in the sauce on, uh, on the lyrical content of it. But at least I'm like, okay, I know what this song fucking is. You know, like, this is a fairly, of all the songs so far, accessible song easy to understand the point of view on it i mean it's 100 percent. yeah like we're making music for people that want to rock and if it's too loud get the bitch, fuck out get the fuck out you know mm-hmm. um i mean it also has this incredible line stop acting like a bitch why are you acting like a bitch let a bitch suck a dick and get the fuck in the pit um so it seems sequence. like it's open opportunity for bitches to stop being bitches to get into the pit. right, right, or yeah. get the fuck suck out, a dick. or suck yeah. a dick, or get the fuck so. out. The end of this song, last line. I don't care about shit, <laughs> my boy. <laughs> that is false. <laughs> Survey says. Survey says false. Yes, it's very false. Yeah, you care the most. Comments on songmeanings.com. One person says this song is a large fuck you to the music industry. Um, oh, that's right. I forgot about this. There is a rant about the music industry at 228, Matt. No. I'm going to go to that real quick. Come on. Don't make <laughs> me take back what I said. All right. Here's a little earlier. All right. 228. Yeah, this shit's fucking crazy, man. And I know there's a million motherfuckers out there that feel just like I do. Just like I do. Sick and tired of listening to all this pop shit on the radio. Bands acting like they're hard when their music's just some pop shit. Some pussy shit. Fuck that. You know, I think it's time we take this shit back, bitch. I don't care. Bitch, I don't care. I'm fine with that. That is an overarching not like Gerald Settlement at Jive Records. Remember when you told me that if I did this, this shit would happen? Actually, I would be interested in that story. That would be very... I mean, honestly, how come... You know, we haven't talked about Scrape in a long time, but Scrape famously wanted to send a whole bowl of dicks to Clive Davis. So put that in a song, Scrape. You know? That's what Jar... This, this whole album really is just Jared... Send in a bowl of dicks track by track. <laughs> it's another bowl of dicks. This also has a guitar solo with some moans underneath it, which I remember just thinking, interesting. Okay, sure. Mix it up a little bit. Um, but yes, um, I was I was happy to hear a song complaining about the industry and fake pop shit on the radio. That really took me back. Complaining about pop shit on the radio. What else are you going to hear on the radio? <laughs> Yeah, it's like weird news about the radio <laughs> forever. <laughs> this, just in, the- this just in, the radio playing popular music. What? 
No. We need to take it back. Okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah. This uh this song was written by um me and this kid named Chris in our seventh grade class, wondering why they only play singles on the radio. That was a serious conversation I will never forget. Like, why do they, they there's so many good songs on these albums, they only keep playing the same seven. What the fuck? It's like, yeah, they only play the singles, idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's called the music learn, industry. <laughs> industry. Learn something, you seventh grade idiot. Wow. wow wow yeah wow, wow, we should wow. go to middle schools and <laughs> tell the kids what tell the kids. Into those kids they'll be like we don't listen to the radio what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> what's the radio uh, the radio not familiar yeah. the industry you mean soundcloud like what i don't even know if kids listen to soundcloud i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about all right. Okay. <laughs> Up next, we got American Beauty. Y'all motherfuckers need to get ready, get in the shower, because I'm finna go out tonight, get fucked up, get fucked, and stay away from the police. You understand me? Come on. What time is it? It's my birthday too, but my ID would say that I'm 37 years old. And you'd be like, yikes, and turn into a skeleton, and then the song would end. That's way too old. And then an animated penis falls off of his body. Yeah, and it's just steaming. Yeah, his corpse is just steaming. The animated dick runs away. I don't know why. I just imagine the animated dick getting into the Richard Scary apple driving away. <laughs> Worms yes. its way in. Worms See you later. Right. Um, yeah. Wax oh, the worm man. out of the apple and steals the car. Steals the car, steals his hat too. <laughs> yep. It's just me and the Richard Scary Worm hanging out. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jenny. Happy birthday, Jenny. Um, well, also, uh, why are you in this scenario? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Jenny you was had like an insane get- birthday. <laughs> I really did. Jenny's going to the club on a Sunday. Great time to go to the club. And, and then um pretends to be 17 to sleep in um, Jared. It's a weird well, birthday. Well, I mean, Jenny. if we're to re if no, we if we to rewrite celebrates this verse, in their own way. Everybody grieves in their own way. Everybody celebrates, celebrates in their own way. way. You got it. If we were to rewrite this verse to make it applicable to Jenny on her birthday, you say, uh, hey, Daddy, can I talk to you? 
Uh, Daddy, I'm only 37, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure <laughs> I know just what to do. At the club, um, say fools pay big money for me. But daddy, you will also have to pay money because I have bills. That's correct. Um, I need love, daddy. You can give it to me. It's my birthday. Very little uh, needs to change. Abs- Surprisingly yeah. little. Surprisingly little. It all still works. So this is the song in which I was like, American Beauty, does this have anything to do with the Oscar winning film? And indeed, yes, it does. Um, because this song is about Jared um, yeah, having sex with underage women. And he's like, yikes. Oops. Also, I'm going to continue to do it. <sighs> Lots going on here. Um, he's taking this girl home, having sex all over the house. Mama's bed, kitchen table. Jenny, what what did you think of American Beauty? I mean, this song, up there with the worst songs we've heard. In fact, I listened to this song and then I was like, was Methods of Mayhem really that bad? Wow. And so I wow. went back and wow. I listened to Get Naked. And it was still really bad. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I want to revisit the last thing that I feel had that vibe. Mm. Um, there's a lyric in this song that says, a teenage pussy is a thing of beauty. Uh, baby girl's hungry, so daddy got a feeder. I bet that hits different <laughs> for him at this very moment with the small baby. I'm sure baby. it does. I have a feeling uh, American Beauty is not going to be on the set list at the next head PE show. Maybe not. We did get a mention of Shaq in this song. I feel like I'm Shaquille O'Neal and I'm fucking the Olsen twins. Uh, uh. And then, damn, I forgot to check that slut's ID. Tail is well, old as time. Classic. Well, Jenny, why did he? Why did he forget to check them? Those big ass titties yeah, made it hard to see. Couldn't see past the titties to get to the ID. I have that problem constantly. <laughs> who doesn't? I mean, who? I mean, just a constant. Like, can I see some ID? And then it's like, please, can you just get the big ass titties out of the way so we can check the ID? Why are they placing this ID? I guess. In, that is uh, a good question. It is a good question. I'm glad that we're asking it too. Um, <laughs> no surprise. Songmeanings.com. Truly something else. Uh, Jenny, any favorite comments for you? Well, I think Fox Hayes really summed it up with what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, the Fox uh, Fox Hayes one was pretty good. Um, CIA 420 rolled back in, said there is something creepy about 30 and 40 year olds singing about fucking teenagers. I enjoy the CD, but every once in a while I just shake my head in disgust. And I thought that was a pretty apt thing. Um, and that was on April 7th, 2005. Then January 14th, 2009, uh, Kunla567 said, but keep in mind, that's kind of what the movie American Beauty is about. Great movie. It's about a guy who meets his daughter's friend and he wants to fuck her and she's a bit of a skank and he hears her saying she'd do shit with him if he was built, etc. So he starts working out, obsessing over this girl and goes a bit crazy. Fucks up his marriage, quits his job, starts smoking weed. There are several other things going on in the movie too, but that's a big part of the plot. Uh, That's one summary of the film American Beauty. (laughs) Leaves the whole bag out. Yeah, how dare um, you leave the bag out? Yeah. Um, and then uh, Cadet Kelly two one seven says, "I'm sorry, but the those of you saying negative shit, you're not true Head PE fans. This song is epic as fuck. I love Head Planet Earth. So people yeah. are drawing a line in the sand. 
All right. Well, let's see. Let's see what else this album has for us. Up next, we've got Chicken. Well, it gets so hard to keep my head up. This time I just won't let up. You talk too much, I'm fed up. I'll bust your lip, can you get up? I told you, I'd get you. What made you think I'd let you get away with murder? I bet you knew you'd see the day you regret you ever fuck with me. Come and get me, fuck with me, you will rest in peace. Um, this one actually has a pretty strong chorus, actually, and was a brief moment in the album where I was like, oh, yeah, these are songs. <laughs> right. You kind of forget that everything sort of comes apart when you just get hit with these lyrical barrages of, of you know, illicit sex and homophobia and everything else. And then you just get hit with like, oh, there is a reason that these guys were on a major and were considered the next big thing for a while because they could if they wanted to you know write a hook write a song and uh that's i think what really ultimately gets in the way is that there might be some songs in here but being so mad and channeling it is so much insane lyrics it just overshadows what someone we know can write a hook can write a song can write a catchy tune and it's kind of crazy that, you know, you notice it here. I'm like, what is this, like track like 12? Um, so, yeah, I mean, this one, I, I was, I, I kind of, once again, I was like, all right, I'll take this a little bit more than a lot of the last couple. Um, Jenny, what you, would you think of Chicken? Yeah, I thought this was like a totally fine song. Like, I, I don't know if like by the time I got here, I don't know how much fucked up stuff is in this song because by the time we get here, there's been so much like next level fucked up stuff that it's possible on another album. I would be like, what the fuck? But here I'm just like, all right, all right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I thought, I thought the song was all right. Matt, how do you feel about this one? Well, I was expecting it to be about uh chicken head. So I uh, am actually pleasantly surprised that the song's about a punk. Yeah, it just seems to be about punk, having a party. I mean, there's a line in here, let's tap the keg and get started. This beat's funky as a stripper who farted. You know what? That right there was just like, I'll take it. That seems <laughs> totally fine to me. I'm fine with that visual. Yeah, I, at this point, I mean, you're just... This album just beats the shit out of you every single time. So by the time you get here, it's tough to say. Is it just a fine song or are you just are you just so beaten down? Listen, any song that comes after American Beauty has a tough road to go. So so true. So true. Yeah. All right. Up next, we got Daydreams. Daydreams. 
Snapchat. <laughs> hey man, here's a little love song for all you little bitches. I could not sleep last night, but that's not your problem. I've got my problems. I watched you sleep last night, but that's not your problem. I've got my problems. It's hard to understand. It gets so hard to be your man. I would give you anything, but I don't have anything. Just these crazy daydreams, and they are not worth anything. I got so high last night, but that's not your problem. So this song is interesting because it comes up a lot in some of the other comments and song meanings that this song is a joke song, is a parody song, is Jared making fun of all the bands that he's been accusing of being posers and being fake and being pop shit on the radio through all this album. And that we should not take this song seriously. But it's a full song that Head P.E. clearly took seriously. And in a way, is the best song on the album. And also shows what they're capable of. And they made this... No one made... Jared, 100% untethered on this album. He made this song willingly. He knows what he could do to get where he needs to be. And... I just listened to this and I'm like, what could have been? What could have been? Because I enjoyed this one. This is a fun one. This is right in the pocket. I have no, I have no complaints on this one. Thought it was great. And but you know, I mean, I guess you could take that up top when he's like, here's a, here's a love song for you dumb motherfuckers. Easy to please. I don't know. This, this is, this is more of what I would, I would want from this band, honestly, at this point. Jenny, what'd you think? I took this to be sort of uh fuck you i could write songs like this in my sleep watch like i took this to be like many uh other people did as sort of a parody song but i i took it with like the same kind of energy that i was getting throughout this which is just like this pop punk stuff is bullshit um, but I also agree that this is probably the best song on the album, but I also think I like pop punk. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. It's Matt. How'd you feel about it? I mean, you? yeah, it, it, it's a incredibly accessible pop song. Like, yeah, that's if you play the shit that they like, you know, <laughs> like, that's what that is. I would say that, you know, hearing this song helps me understand a little bit better where his head is. He doesn't want to make this, but he can make this. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that makes sense. But what I'm really what I'm trying to get to the core of is he wants to do something else that's over here. But what's over here isn't as commercially viable as something that's over here. And to him, this thing that's commercially viable and over here is way too easy and isn't what he wants to do. And he considers it fake. So it keeps pushing him to this other direction because that seems more natural or that seems more of where he wants to be. And he feel, and it sounds like throughout the album that if he compromises to do this thing that's over here, that is more generally accessible He's compromising his principles, so fuck all that. I'll be over here for life. When the problem is, as a listener, 
you you know, pop music is so ingrained in all of us that there is this piece of us that hears this song and goes, yeah, but I fucking like that song. I like this song. You know, like, I like that he's taking a twist on it. I like that. I like the lyrical content of this one. This one's a little bit more straight ahead in the music, but ambiguous in the lyrics, which is like, yeah, I like that. But the hardcores are always going to like the shit that's 180 out from this. They're, they're going to want, you know, the chicken. <laughs> they're going to want the chicken, guys. There we go. I hope that there fucking made any sense at all. But like, no, I can. You he- are exactly right. Matt. I can hear I the artist that is Jared being torn between these two worlds and trying to make a point. But the thing that sucks is in 2021, I want to hear Daydreams again instead of Chicken. It makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, it's it's a tough thing. Also, I think you know it's another thing though that he was someone who was yeah on a major had the major label world presented to him, but what he really wanted to make really ultimately was a major label music. And you wonder if right. Jared had never been taken up to that level, if he had always remained more of an independent artist. Kind of underground, yeah. Maybe artistically, he may have been happier, you know? Yeah. So, I, yeah. I th- it's got to be kind of like when you, I don't know, why this came to mind when you see like Jeff Dunham being really successful in comedy and you're just like what fucking the fuck? come on anybody could do this dumb shit but there's a reason why he's so fucking successful <laughs> yeah right. there is my mom going did you see this Jeff Dunham thing he's so he's so funny he's, you would laugh you would laugh like, shut up Come see my show where I wear a diaper and dance like a baby. <laughs> I guess in the unlikeliest twist of all, I think I get where Jared's Jared's coming from <laughs> a little bit. Yep. That is truly the most unlikely twist of all. I yes. have a question. Yes. And that question mm. is how respectful of our time is this album? This album comes in at 50 minutes and 22 seconds. Oh, that seems... Just to be at that level of too long, but hey, what can you do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Truly, we no one was telling Jared anything on this one. I, I should mention there are three reviews on uh, Wikipedia. All Music gave this album two out of five. Blabbermouth.net gave it four out of ten. And Melodic.net gave it two and a half out of five. So uh, not not really embraced by the critical community. Hey. Um, what do we got left? Up next, we've got Not Dead Yet. You don't understand. I don't give a fuck. This is not a game. We fight to the death. I was lost. Now I'm blind. Don't pay me. I'm not dead yet. Don't pay me. I'm not dead yet. Don't pay me. I'm not dead yet. Don't pay me. I'm not dead yet, don't burn me, I'm not dead This life is not for you, I'm not so easily broken This cross is mine or mine, I made my bed, I sleep in it I never wanted this, but I chose it Be careful what you wish for, I never wanted this, but I chose it Remember me, but try on it, you don't understand I don't give a fuck, this is not a game, we fight to the death 
honestly this this felt very strong uh, strong punk song um once again kind of vague but i enjoy i mean at this point i was like the vaguer the better <laughs> leave them details out agreed uh, yeah so when he was saying things like i chose it remember me bitch i own it i was like cool all right i don't know what any of this means and i'm loving that i'm loving ignorance bliss please send me back to thy ignorant ways um so yeah I, I liked it, chuggy, um, a little bit. I'd say like a nice mix of a new plus punk, um, new punk. I don't know. Uh, so I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Uh, wish it had come sooner in the record, Jenny. Same. I was like, all right. See this more of this, more of this. And again, it should be said we saw head P. We did. They can, they can do a lot. Mm. get a crowd keep a crowd weird energy so hearing this i was like because listening to the top of this record i was like how the fuck did i stand in a room <laughs> for hours <laughs> listening to this uh but this i was like oh, uh yeah. yeah 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 i'm feeling this pretty good yeah i don't think they i mean they also i don't think do any of these songs live I, mm. i'm pretty sure <laughs> No, thankfully, it seems like there's been some reflection and moving on from that. So, you know, that's good, at least. Um, we got one more to go here. Uh, it's the hidden song on this uh, record. And it's simply called Head. Fuck you. Come on. This little trick went out to the club. This little trick stayed home. Come on. This little trick, she's looking for love. But this little trick just wants to bone. <laughs> I am so played out. When will it end? Come on. I wanted to make out. She wants to be friends. I am so satanic. She is so born again. I need to hit that pussy, but she won't let me in. I seen them jeans when they first walked in. Shh, don't say a thing. I can hear your pussy talking. <laughs> me and you could do some serious fucking, but I got a girlfriend and you got a boyfriend. So you and your little boyfriend should just keep on walking. Because if that little man got a problem, this man know how to solve him. Next time I see him at the 7-Eleven, I'm going to turn this skateboard into a deadly weapon. <laughs> I roll up on my independence and ask this slut who a big ass friend is i can't ollie i can't drop in but i skate to the liquor store and buy some gin give me that head 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 i need that head 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 i want that head 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 you need it head 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 come on so jenny i immediately thought of you when i heard this song oh yeah because there is a detail in this song i'm surprised to see it in there where Jared basically admits that he has a skateboard, but he does not know how to use it. <laughs> it is purely mm -hmm. for show mm -hmm. and to be used as a weapon. Otherwise, because he says, I can't ollie, I can't drop in, but I skate to the liquor store and buy some gin. And I said, can't ollie, can't drop in. Jenny, you and Jared equal on the old boards. Well... If I'm at my grandma's house, oh, that's right. I can ollie I and forgot. drop in just fine. Thank you. Everywhere else, yeah, again, once again, surprise twist. Jared and I mm -hmm. have more in common than it seems on the surface. The the essence of the song, though, once again, Jared trying to get with uh, a woman who has a significant other already. Also, apparently, she's very religious. He is satanic, but also. Because he is satanic, he can hear her pussy talking. So, I mean, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, what are you mm -hmm. going to do? Um, it, it, as you would say, Jenny, a tale as old as time. 
Yes. Um, Toward the end, we get flick on your clitoris and pull on your tits. Again, like, I'm assuming over time you got better at (laughs) sex with... Yeah. Uh, well, he does yeah. say that. He says, I mean, you left out, Jenny, <laughs> the addition to flick on your clitoris and pull on your tits and whatnot. Right. And whatnot. <laughs> Let's just see what happens. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm just exploring. I'm just figuring things out. I'm going right? to knock yeah. them flappers and we're just going to see what happens. Yeah. Nothing you know? hotter than the word whatnot. <laughs> Listen, girl, you and me going to get alone and I'm going to. I'm going to poke and prod and then, you know, see what happens. You might be excited. You might not. We'll talk about it in interesting dialogue. Yeah. You know, I mean, this, I mean, here's the thing. It seems like he's trying his best. I guess. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I mean, I will say there's nothing more accurate than... (laughs) This kind of energy from a dude, and it's like a one-to-one ratio of somebody being terrible in bed. So nothing more true than the the admission of the whatnot here. I just want some bitches to suck my dick. That, that. You know you're not getting anywhere with that. Yeah. I mean, it's another one's like, how, how'd it go last night? Did you, did, you, did you flick the clit and pull on the tits a little bit? Did that work out for you, or did yep. you just do some whatnot? Yeah, all of the above and whatnot. Oh, and still no good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lots, of, lots, and lots of whatnot. Too much whatnot. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say that it was a disappointing amount of whatnot. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Think about it when you get those ep- those uh, issues of Cosmo, and it says what and what not to do in bed. Oh, oh. oh. there it is. There, there it is. is. And ladies and gentlemen, that is Only in America by Head P.E. And that does mean that we are now at the part of the show called... Cannon Talk. Talk about the cannon. Jenny, it's your birthday. <laughs> We've got to start with you. I will <laughs> simply say... Gift. Oh, thank you so much. I will simply say no. <laughs> That's it. No. No. All right, Jenny says no. I'm going to go to my notes. I wrote that this is largely a repulsive album. But that's how Jared wanted it to be. He wanted it to be off-putting. But it stays incredibly too literal to ever be the wild fun time that I would hope a head PEM to be. And is often just kind of creepy and sleazy. It was admittedly very hard to listen to. I had a lot of fun talking about it with you guys. But these were three incredibly hard listens. I have nothing for the canon. Matt. It's a no. I, I think I said what I was really thinking earlier with the aspect of his artistic vision. Um, it seems that he wants to make music only for the hardcores, but found himself in a major label situation that is trying to have music made for mass appeal. Um, didn't go well on the mass appeal front. Uh, he made a record he didn't want to make, so then he this is a reaction to that record. I think it largely over time misses if i was a head pe fan uh, at the time i probably would have liked it more um but hearing it now it just kind of feels dated um it's much more of a faux hardcore record than a new metal record in stylistic terms um 
And so in that sense, it, it would not be for the canon. Um, very fun to listen to with you guys. There's a lot of shock and hilarity in its shock. But um, on the whole, the subject matter is I've, I've heard better ways to eat pussy from other people. So um. just leave out the whatnot, you guys. Yeah. I mean, just turn on Splash Waterfalls. guys. <laughs> wow. It's really saying something. Splash Waterfalls is like the right way to go. <laughs> oh, boy. I just oh, wanted boy. a reaction from someone. Oh, well. I mean, Jenny, I know you're going to put that on as soon as we finish. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Jenny. Um, and that does indeed bring us to the end of this episode. So head PE not in the canon with this record. But boys, you know, we know you got more ahead of us. And I'm sure we're going to hear more about their next one. Um, but we certainly went through it. Thank you to everyone who pushed and prodded us and whatnot to do this album <laughs> and uh we did it and you're welcome continue to say hello to us online facebook twitter instagram uh send us your recommendations over email roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com of course you can become a patron of our patreon patreon.com slash roachcoachpodcast head on over there lots of fun things available to you there for one you can vote on episodes or albums that we're going to do on episodes um you did a vote recently we will be doing saturday night wrist by deftones as voted by you we will be doing that and also uh, i believe this episode's going up september 29th which means that if you become a patreon patron before the end of this month september 2021 you will get yourself a leave fred alone tea designed by one birthday girl, Jennifer Sosha. That's right. Check my ID. I'm only 37. <laughs> Design that Fred D. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so um, lots of fun over there. More fun to come. And until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. All right. Happy birthday, Bye. Jenny. Happy birthday, Jenny. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You don't understand. I don't give a fuck. This is not a game. We fight to the death. I was lost. Now I'm born again. 